Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Saludable Latina Podcast. I am your host, Lilia Gomez. I created this space to promote health awareness within women's health topics. Each episode is made with love and support with the purpose of inspiring and empowering you to motivate one another to live a healthier lifestyle. The information shared on the podcast is not a substitution for medical advice or treatment. And as always, please follow up with your medical providers for questions or concerns about your health. In this week's episode, I had the opportunity to actually interview my very first Latino guest, Luis Octavio. So before we get started with the episode, I'm going to let you know a little bit about Luis. Luis Octavio is actually a creative entrepreneur who actually launched Mocajente Dominguero as a co-founder with his partner in Novemos en el Swami podcast. So as a creative entrepreneur, he actually understands what it is to come from the 9 to 5 life because he used to work for Radio Estrella and for another marketing company where he was able to travel a lot. And I guess when he started his platforms, he kind of really seeked out into what he wanted to do as, as far as being able to work within the community. But also work with his own personal branding so Nos Vemos en el Swami was a platform created because he wanted to explore different Swamis throughout Southern California and find some amazing treasures while visiting these Swamis and little did he know that he was actually going to be interviewing people with very interesting stories which is pretty amazing so if you haven't followed his podcast I totally recommend Nos Vemos en el Swami go follow him give him a like and listen to his episode because he really has some great stories from our variety of people. He is also, like I said, the co-founder of Mocajete Dominguero. He created a space that was created for vendors in order to come together and really pursue their passion in this creative space with local community artists, even vendors with food. So this is a one-of-a-kind Latinx shopping extravaganza that takes place in LA and they have over about 70 curated local artists and vendors or even more because I know they've been growing more and more and you'll be able to find clothing, jewelry, bath and body goods as well as paper goods and much more. So if you never visited Mocajete Dominguero en Los Angeles, I totally recommend it because you'll see Luis Octavio out there making with the people connecting and bringing these inspirational stories alive so i'm just gonna go ahead and get started with the episode listas here we go welcome ladies we're back to saludable latina podcast and i have a special guest with me luis octavio como estas bien gracias y tu como estas Lilia? cansada si sí, si sí, a ver cuéntanos es que vine de una conferencia con blogger right here in los angeles Ajá. por eso cuando tu me dijiste si estaba la oportunidad de regresar a los angeles yo digo si sí, voy a estar ahí hasta que apuntarlos para hacer la entrevista porque ya tenemos casi como un mes o dos yo creo que ya como dos meses que estamos intentando de que yo voy que tú vienes y Ajá, que esto y que el otro Ajá. Sí. y porque que también vas allá para Tijuana, ¿no? Sí. Porque ya hizo tu... Y like, oh, viene para acá, para San Diego, pero con el trabajo y todo, y ya con tu negocio, ¿verdad? El propósito de esta entrevista es porque vi que estabas con un reto de correr, y quería entrevistarte porque I wanted to get your aspect on why did you start running? So, Luis, before we get started with your journey with running, let's find out where are you from? Yes, so I'm from Mexico, I'm from Mexico City, and uh, I, uh, my parents brought me here when I was three years old. We actually came a day before the 1985 earthquake in Mexico City. Oh and, uh, and I grew up in, uh, in Santana, in, in Orange County. Shut the fuck yes, up! Yes. Shut the fuck up! Are you sure we're not related? Oh, why? A ver, cuéntame, a lo mejor. Hey, yo también fui criada en Santa Ana um, por un largo tiempo, pero ya me moví a Texas, y soy, ahorita estoy en San Diego, pero oh, mi familia wow. todavía está en Orange County, Garden Grove, 
Some sí, more sí, in Santana, sí. pero sí. what a small world. Yo creo que en algún momento our paths must sí, have crossed, for yo sure. Yo creo que sí. A ver, ¿qué high school fuiste en Santana? Eh, fui a Santana High School for my uh, freshman and sophomore, okay. and then after that I went to middle college high school at the college, at Santa Ana College. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh -huh. I went to Valley, the Falcon School. I don't yeah, know if you know Valley yeah, yeah, High School. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yes. Santa Ana work kind of our rivals sí, you know sí, that sí. like the two latinos because they were like oh santa thinks they're better than us <laughs> over here at valley but well we were what is one well, actually i'm gonna admit you guys had really good sports um i actually used to run cross country for high school so with that said mm -hmm. so you grew up in santa ana mm -hmm. what brought you to la you know what um i don't know that's uh, that's a uh, that's an interesting question because um originally what brought me to la was basically i was a huge fan of a radio station back when i was 17 years old, uh -huh. and it was uh, Superestrella. Ah, sí, que sí. no conoce Superestrella. Sí. Sí. La música de rock en español y todo uh -huh. esto, ¿no? So I was a huge fan. I was what they would call a P1, por no llamarte groupie, but I was a groupie of that station. I would always call to win tickets. I would always go to the remotes. Todo, yo. Did you always win? I would win oh, because I was always like okay. on there, you know? Okay, cool. And then I remember um, winning for the first time and going to the radio station, and I thought, someday I'm going to work here. Someday I'll work here. I want to work yeah, here. Yeah. And when I came to LA to pick up my tickets, that was like one of the first times that I came as a young adult by uh -huh. myself at 17 to pick up these tickets. And I remember getting lost and thinking, whoa, like, oye, Dorothy, you're not in Kansas anymore, no? Because, Dorothy. Sí, o sea, porque, bueno, yo Doroteo, pero, uh -huh. eh, because uh, Santana is, was, was much different than Los Angeles. Actually, yes, it was, but it's, mm -hmm. I mean, do you go often to go visit Santana? Yeah, I mean, I, I still live there. Ah, I still live in Santana, okay, yeah. So, so, so for that reason, Los Angeles always, always intrigued me. It always yeah. intrigued me. And I remember that when my dad, when, when I was young, when I was in elementary, my dad gave me a hat that said L.A. It was the Los Angeles Dodgers logo. Yes, yes, and, LA. Uh, But my dad <laughs> didn't know. And so he said, esta gorra tiene tus iniciales, Luis Aguilar. And I always thought of that hat as Luis Aguilar, Luis Aguilar. And so, um, and, and that logo, right? Because it's, it's, it's sí. an iconic logo, but we didn't know. I didn't know. I wasn't, we yeah. weren't into sports or anything. Uh -huh. So when I came to LA, I remember seeing that. And I remember thinking, Los Angeles, también, Luis Aguilar. Someday okay. I will be there and I will make you know, something. No sé qué, pero algún día, ¿no? Yes, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because you just manifested a space and we're actually sitting in the space <laughs> and I'm like wowed by the effort and hard work that you're doing. So Gracias. when growing up in Santana, still living in Santana, I think it's really important because yo también tengo familia and friends that are from Santana. And it's very rare to hear like someone from Santana moves away, right? Uh -huh. And I was I don't know what got into me. I just kind of moved away. But Santa Ana is always like, the foundation of where I'm going and realizing you give back to your community, right? Mm -hmm. So as you were growing up and you had the LA initials, Luis Aguilar, uh -huh. you know, so where does Octavio come from? Uh, that is my uh, middle name. Ah, and, okay. And uh, when I was growing up also in Santana, I uh -huh. was um, one of two kids, or actually one of one uh, in my elementary uh, school that uh, I was the only Latino and I actually had a translator because, okay. and, and people are always like, in Santana, you were the only Latino, como puede pasar, o sea, no. No, yo, yo sí comprendo porque en ese tiempo no había muchos Latinos en Santana, and I think people don't get that. Now yeah. it's different. It's now different. it's like, yeah. the culture yeah. and the vibe is there, but before when I was growing up in Santana, I was like, 
what are you talking about? There's not enough Latinos over here. It's just like, you know, you got your whites, you got your blacks, and now you have your little small population of Latinos. Now yeah. it's like Latinos are taking that massive Santa Ana, you know, which is cool, you know? Like, claro, claro. Yeah, yeah no. So, um, so that was, uh, ¿cómo se llama? I was in an elementary school and I was the only Latino and I had a translator and uh, but but yeah that's where I grew up in Santana when 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 I came when when we came to the states. Awesome. And if you don't mind me asking where is your family from? So, um, my mom is uh, from Mexico City, de la Ciudad de México, and my dad is from the state of Guerrero. Nice. From a little, little, little pueblo called San Cristobal. And a lot of people think San Cristobal, San Cristobal de las Casas en Chiapas, but no, I wish. Este es un pueblito bien pequeñito in, uh, in the state of Guerrero. That's really beautiful mm -hmm. that you get into trace those roots because I still have yet to explore. We were just talking it yeah. up like, oh, I want to go to Oaxaca because my mom has roots in Oaxaca. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm wanting to explore what it is to have those roots and those raíces. Like, I miss my grandmother like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, pero enough about me por un momentito because I want to get to know you so growing up in Santa Ana where did you go to high school did you have a mission as where you wanted to go as far as education business aspiration you mentioned La Estrella mm -hmm. uh, was your aspiration to be a business owner or in the public eye at some point pues mira this is this is um, I'd like to talk about this porque I feel that as Latinos we're very creative people you oh, know yes. we, we're, we're always trying to to, to do things to survive or to make a little bit extra money or to, you know, I, I mean, our parents, right? Our parents, many of them sold, you know, uh, whatever whatever it is that they sold to, to make ants meet, lo que quieras. Pero I think from the very beginning, I always was very involved in fundraising and being the class president and, uh, and, and doing those kind of things. Okay. But nobody told me when I was in junior high school, high school, that that was called marketing. And so true. No, so nobody true. told me that. Yeah. I mean, my teachers didn't really know. And so when I wanted to go to college, because I was a college-bound student, I had straight A's, I was really good in okay. school. Okay, academic sí, over here. Sí, sí, <laughs> te lo juro, literal. Es que bien. And um, I thought, okay, well, I want to become, I don't know what I want to become, yeah. right? I mean, my parents would say, abogado, doctor, maestro. And I don't want to be an abogado because I don't want to do research the rest of my life. And a doctor, no, o sea, no, 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 es para mí. And then I thought my only option was to be a teacher. And so when I thought about going to college, I said, okay, I'm going to become a teacher. And then I went and I tutored kids. And I realized that I have no patience for kids. I have no patience. <laughs> so and that's okay. I think a lot of people know. It's like, I have no patience to be like, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, I have no patience to teach or yeah. to like, o sea, no puedo. And so then at that point, the whole Superestrella thing came about. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, one day I'm going to work there. And mm -hmm. when I was in, in uh, middle college, high school, I had finished all my courses. So I was only taking classes Mondays and Wednesdays. And Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays I had off. So I went and I applied for an internship and, and, and they hired me. Okay. They hired me instead of getting an internship. Yeah. And so at that point, I thought earning $25,000 a year, yes, going to 21 and over events, concerts when you're only 17 yeah. and living the life. Yeah, that's so true, you know, because I think a lot of the times when you're that young, mm -hmm. and like you said, like the teachers didn't know marketing, the teachers didn't really teach you the tools for like growing and um, financial literacy. To us, it's like, Bing! I'm making money and I'm living the life I want to but little do we know it's like we're barely even middle class yeah which is like 
the sad part, but the adventurous part started, right? So after you graduated, you got a little self-discovery, you know, mm-hmm. trying to fit in to see what you're going to do. Moving fast forward to where you are now, mm-hmm. how did you get here? But before we get into that, you just started running recently. And the reason I contacted you was because I was seeing you run on the treadmills. <laughs> I was seeing you run on the streets. And I said, it's Latino. Uh-huh. And we don't see a lot of male figures that are not cross-country runners or track runners. And just someone just in the general community just being active for their health. ¿Cómo empezó que querías correr y por qué? Pues mira, eh, I've never been athletic. I've never been eh, delgado. I've always been the fat kid. I've always been the kid that all the fat jokes landed on because that that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I hated PE. I hated uh, going into the locker rooms and I hated all of that for so many reasons. One, because I was big. I've, I've always been big. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and two, because I'm gay. No, mm-hmm. entonces all of the gay jokes and, and, and derogatory comments, they all landed on me. And so for the longest time I said, I will never set foot in a gym, ever, you know? And things change as you grow up, you know? And, and now the funny part, I guess, about that is that at the beginning I didn't want to go to the gym or be in a locker because I felt like all of the men there were gonna make fun of me mm-hmm. or maybe I was glancing at somebody and somebody would see and olvidate, no? Uh-huh. But the ironic part about all of that is now, like, literally the gym is the place to meet guys, you know? Like, ahí van todos, ahí va toda la comunidad. So, um, pero I started because um, I wanted to become a little bit healthier. Okay. O sea, yo veo a mi mamá, yo veo a mi papá, and they're young, and they still have fuerzas, and they're still doing things. But I also see that, por ejemplo, mi mamá tiene diabetes, ¿no? De que mi papá también, and then I keep on saying, oye, es que pero si no te cuidas, ¿Qué esperas? ¿No? And I know that that's hereditario, mm-hmm. pero, pero, he tenido la oportunidad en mis viajes a México porque mm-hmm. he viajado muchísimo a México. He visitado uh, 28 of the 31 states en wow. México. And I've been able to meet amazing people. Y siempre, siempre siento que en una u otra etapa de mi vida where I'm feeling down or I'm feeling the lowest I've ever felt, mm-hmm. I always bump into people that are all about being healthy. And so one day I decided, you know what, I need to take control of my life. And I did that about five, six years ago. And that's when I met my now ex-partner. Mm-hmm. And that's when I came out of the closet and I was running and I was healthy and I was running eight miles a day and I, I was on it. And then I met my partner mm-hmm. um, who helped me through this transition. And then you become comfortable, right, with your yes. partner. And we both gained weight, and I gained my weight back. And, ah, and uh, la costumbre, las, las, sí, la costumbre, sí. ¿no? Entonces, finally, we uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, we decided that we we're gonna split and we we're gonna go our separate ways. And now I was 230 pounds, you know, uh-huh. heavier. And and then one New Year's Eve, Linda Garcia from Let There Be Loose, she yes. she did a uh, Let, let's go hiking on New Year's Day mm-hmm. instead of going out and partying. And mm-hmm. if it, for all people that don't know me, I hate waking up early. O sea, yo no me levanto temprano por nada del mundo. O sea, no, I, I can't. I can't wake up early. So that day, we needed to wake up at four in the morning, and Holy we shit. Uh, yeah 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 <laughs> no, o sea, tempranísimo. We uh-huh. wake up super early. And then um, we went on this hike to the Wisdom Tree Trail okay. in L.A. to see the first sunrise. 
And what oh. she did was we needed to write intentions. Yes. And so I wrote three intentions. And one of them was to live an active lifestyle. And two was to eat healthier. Uh -huh. And then um, three was to save money. Well, those, two of those came to fruition. Yeah. Um, and, and from there I started jogging and I started jogging again. And uh, it has now served me as, as a way to cope with everything that is going on in my life. You know, the ups and downs. And when I'm jogging, I literally think of like my day. I think of like tomorrow. I think of the things that I need to do. And, and, and literally, I feel like my legs are on autopilot, you know, mas bam, 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 bam. Y yo estoy piense, piense, piense. Um, but it, it's helped me tremendously. Wow. So, yeah. so let's kind of retrace back when you said when you were younger and you used to receive the jokes because you were overweight. Then you got into a relationship that was going good. Se acostumbraron a su, you know, la vida, you know, eating good because, you know, también tenemos el dinero de disfrutar la comida también, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. And all of a sudden, like, you peaked, right? Uh -huh. How was that em emotionally, mentally for you? Uh, physically, was it hard? And when you went to that hike with Let There Be Loose, what was the reflection of wanting that change other than living a healthier lifestyle? So Como that, un Latino, like what sí. was your like reflection on that? I think that the reflection was, um, yo creo que cuando estás joven and you start thinking about what your future, what you want your future to be like, you kind of have an idea, no? So mm -hmm. I remember being 16, 15 years old and thinking I can't wait to be in my 30s because my 30s so are going to be the best years of my life. I can't wait. I can't wait. And as a grown man, being in my 30s, I thought, well, what are you doing to be able to do what you said you would at 15? Right? So now you're reflecting on that child. Yeah, I'm reflecting 15. on that young adult at 15 that wanted to be 30. I don't know why I wanted to be in my 30s it's, when I was 15. Yeah. I don't know who thinks about that. I, I think we all do. I remember, like, maybe not my 30s, but my 20s. I was like, I can't wait to be 20s. I can do whatever I want. And, uh -huh. you know, but the nice part is, like, you're reflecting on that child when you said, I can't wait to be in my 30s. And now that you're here, what would you tell that inner child? So, and, and that's exactly it. I thought about that and I thought, no puedo defraudar a ese young adult who couldn't wait to be in their, in their 15s, mm -hmm. in, their, in their 30s, perdón. And so I need to get moving on something because now I am in my mid-30s. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I have a whole career to show, pero what else am I doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because a career is absolutely amazing. And it's great. I don't think a lot of people have that opportunity to actually have a career in, in something that they love. Yes. Um, so what am I doing? And I, and, and I decided to take these steps, right, of eating healthier, exercising, and being more conscious about the things that I do and how I, I, I do them. Thank you for actually saying that being more consciously aware of mm -hmm. the decisions that you're making because I think we're very forgetful that we really can't do whatever we want. La costumbre está allí. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, lo hago después, lo hago después. Procrastination's a bitch sometimes, yeah. right? Especially because, I don't know, there's a thing about Latinism that you're like, I'll get to it when I get to it. I work well under pressure, you know? Uh -huh. But this was your health now. Yes. So you were like, no, if I'm gonna take initiative on my health, mm -hmm. you started thinking like, okay, then I need to start putting my feet on the ground and planning something, visualizing something for my health. So what was the first step that you took when you went on that hike? And then after that, what was the initiative for you that, that you wanted to commit a little bit more? I started jogging. 
I started jogging. Where? I, just, I went to the college. Nice. I went to the local college and just me planté ahí en la en el track. And for I remember, free, right? Yeah, for a free. A free resource. So, yeah. so I think that what I wanted to do was because when I lost weight the first time, it was going through the gym and mm -hmm. you know spending a little bit of money on supplements, yes, y el otro. Uh -huh. And uh, unfortunately, uh, this this second time around. I didn't have that. No, I didn't have that. I was still living with my partner mm -hmm. and I knew that that wasn't going anywhere. So, okay. or, or that it was going to go further. So my first step was, I skip voy a ir. Me voy a ir a caminar. Por, my first goal was 30 minutos. Okay. 30 minutos. Así esté caminando o esté corriendo o a gatas porque ya me cansé, pero 30 minutos of physical activity. Okay. And I, and I said, no, I'm not going to push myself to where I was running eight miles in less than an hour, you know, at one point, mm -hmm. but I'm just gonna 30 minutes, lo que caiga. Uh -huh. and, and I've been saving all of those Insta stories on my Instagram, that yes. no swat me. I'm guilty, <laughs> I, I watch you because I love the fact that you're putting the model for our comunidad. Like you don't have to have the resources financially to be physically active. Claro. And you're utilizing something in the comunidad, mm -hmm. like, the free, like the track. Like sí. how many of us go out to the track? Not a lot. No. And no. it's there. And it's, it's like, there, take advantage of it. So having that said, like, how, what was your next step? So describe, like, the like your three active steps that got you to, like, how proactive you became as to a runner now. Because you're officially a runner. Like, in my <laughs> eyes, you're officially a runner because you're committing. Pues muchas gracias. Uh -huh. Yeah. Este, I think that the next step after that was um, watching what I was eating. Okay. You know, because it's so easy to just pull, uh, you know, in the drive-thru and order, you know, a number one combo and yes. a Coke or whatever, no? Yes. Entonces, I think that that was the next step, um, watching what I was eating and, and really thinking about where I was going to spend my money. El poquito dinero que tengo, no? Entonces, yeah. so I said, okay, voy a ir a este supermercado, me voy a comprar esto, esto y el otro, or me voy a hacer un jugo. Eh, so it, it takes work? Yes, absolutely. When people say it's a lot more expensive to eat healthy, I kind of agree, but mm -hmm. I also think you need to look within your supermercados, right? You need to yes. look within your community because, mm -hmm. of course, te vas a una tienda de gringos y te van a querer vender el pinche kale oh. uh, como si fuera oro. El aguacate también. El aguacate. Por un dólar dos, digo, oh my God, it's so expensive. Pero en mi comunidad, there's stores where venden kale y lo venden súper barato. Uh -huh. And me compré eh, las verduras y todo para hacerme jugos para toda la semana y me, me salieron menos de 15 dólares. No en menos más. de 15 dólares me hacía un jugo diario, ah. you know, en las mañanas y en las noches. O sea que si hay manera de hacerlo, it's just, you have to be ready for it. Because if you think you're ready, but you're really not, then it's not going to work and you're just setting yourself up for failure. So did you think you were ready when you were recommitting to running again and jogging? I didn't know how much I was ready for, mm -hmm. but I knew that I needed to start setting goals that, were, that would be attainable. Okay. So, por ejemplo, el, el, los 30 minutos, mm -hmm. ¿no? Mm -hmm. Come on, cualquier persona tiene 30 minutos. You can't tell me que no tengo absolutamente nada de tiempo. Cualquier persona tiene 30 minutos. So I started with 30 minutes. Nice. I started with 30 minutes y lo que, lo, que, lo que se pudiera hacer, and I started doing it three times a week. And when did you realize your walking became jogging? That was probably after like four or five months because it was difficult. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was super no, easy. it's never easy. It was difficult. It was difficult because of everything that I was going through. I was going through the divorce, the separation, the ya no tenemos una casa, y ahora tú te fuiste, yo me quedé, esto, el otro. There were so many things 
in my personal life on top of Molcajete Dominguero, we're now opening San Francisco and now this yes. and now that. Um, pero al principio sí tomó un poquito de tiempo. And it, was, it wasn't until he finally left uh -huh. that, um, that I was like, okay, yeah. ahora sí, you have to push yourself a little bit more. Yeah. So realizing that, you know, you were not in the best transition, because, you know, everybody has a transition, whether it's at home or even by environmental factors. Obviously, relationship was one yeah. of them. So when you were going through that, how did you see um, you exercising, benefiting your health when you were going through that emotional roller wave? I call it the roller wave because you just never know how your emotions go. Like sometimes sí. they're good, sometimes they're down. And trust me, I've been there. Like, <laughs> And that's why I started Saludable Latina because I was like, you know what? I want to create this awareness because yeah. people need to hear like, no es fácil. No, no es fácil, claro que no. But if you create the awareness, if you become active. So how did that benefit you mindfully and soulfully? It just helped me think through things, ¿no? O sea, yo no soy una perita en dulce. O sea, ¿sí me entiendes? O sea, ¿Qué significa perita en dulce? Perita en dulce es like you're like sweet, <laughs> like you're a sweet ah, person. Okay. Like, o sea, una perita en dulce. O sea, uh -huh. yo no soy una perita en dulce. Okay. Eh, todos tenemos nuestros inner demonios y todos sí. tenemos nuestro carácter. And, and yeah. I try to put as much of my character and of who really I am on my Instagram eh, because of the reason of... Nos vemos en el sol, me, I interview people who share with me really personal things. Yeah. And so I thought I would be a hypocrite if I didn't share my personal story, ¿no? Entonces, mm -hmm. I always share things on there. I yeah. shared when um, me ofrecieron un trabajo en Seattle and I said no and I had $75 in my bank. I shared my, my bank statement on mm -hmm. my Instagram. I think I remember that. And I was like, you know what? It's so nice that you're sharing mm -hmm. that because people really need to see that it takes a lot of work. It does, it does. O sea, ha habido veces que me despierto y digo, o sea, hubiera tomado ese trabajo en Seattle, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Y hay veces cuando los vendors a veces se ponen de malas and I'm like, ya, la chingada todos. Pero creo muchísimo en el proyecto. And so I think that also the jogging aspect of it has really helped me to release stress. Yes, it does. It has helped me tremendously to release stress, uno, to focus and, and, and really... Like I said, when I'm there running, I put on my music and that gives me motivation. But at the same time, I think about the things that I do. Awesome. I think at the beginning, I was thinking about the things that I did in my relationship. Mm -hmm. And I would think about like, ¿sabes qué? Sí, tenía razón. O sea, sí la cagué en esto. Mm -hmm. O sea, sí, sí. When, when he was telling me, es que siempre quieres hacer las cosas de una manera. Mm -hmm. Like, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. So it also helped me understand that. And And recently, I actually had a, a really um, deep conversation with my ex, and I said, and I apologized to him, and I said, hey, you know what? Estas cosas, esto, esto, y esto, y esto, tenías toda la razón. Sí, soy intenso. Sí, I want things to go my way. Yes, I did, I did start, ¿cómo se llama? Treating this relationship as, as if it were a project, as if, like, a project that I've been used to working on and, 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 and treating it like that. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. uh, for those people that are not joggers, I think that it's important to realize that when you start jogging, mm -hmm. I don't know about any other exercise, porque pesas y eso no lo hago, pero when you start jogging and you start jogging out in the, like, the ocean, en la playa, en el parque, en donde sea, you start thinking about these things. Yeah, you do. And I think it te ayuda a ti mentalmente. Yeah, it's almost like self-therapeutic because mm -hmm. People were like, oh, I just don't have the time. I don't have the proper tunage. I don't have the proper gear. I'm like, all you need is like some shoes that you have. Just go for a jog, even if it's a walk. I tell people, as long as you walk five minutes a day and like 
like you said, mm-hmm. increments, then you can work on your well-being, like sí. physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and mentally, because it all kind of balances. So, Luis, have you ever experienced a runner's high? <laughs> I haven't. Ah, I haven't. Know. O sea, I, um, I, I have, think you have, you just don't know it. <laughs> or maybe, porque sabes que lo más, lo más padre es de que I've, I've met people that run marathons all the time. Yes. And they're like, when you finish that marathon, mm-hmm. it's like this feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. and this feeling of like, holy shit, I was able to do it, you know? And, and I'm, 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 I'm very hopeful that I'm able to experience that because as actually as we're sitting here recording and we talked about this earlier, yes. I just realized that my first half marathon that I'm going to be doing um, happens this weekend and I haven't been jogging for like a week, a week and a half because I've been so busy with Molcajete Dominguero yes. things. But I'm, I'm excited to, to see what that feeling feels Easy. like. Uh, I think you'll do an amazing job. Just remember mental awareness, mm-hmm. positive. When your body is screaming at you, like, what the fuck did you get yourself into? <laughs> That's when you you mentally push, but also know your limits. Like, if you need to take a little break mm-hmm. and take a little breather to breathe and then get back up on that marathon race. So now that you have been able to discover your jogging, your health, and your well-being and seeing your growth, we're actually sitting in Molcajete, Dominguero, aquí in Los Angeles and Boyle Heights. Yes. I never been to Boyle Heights, so I was like, okay, LA, I see you. <laughs> you know, like this little Santana girl from like OC to Texas and now in San Diego, like coming to yeah, LA. Yeah. Because you, I always feel like every time I come, it's something new. And walking into this space just made me realize, wow, Luis, like you should be so proud because, yes, yes. como la foto que ponites en Instagram. Ay, cuando estoy llorando. When you're thinking sí. you're, you're, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, I come in here and I'm thinking, damn, Luis, you should feel mm. very accomplished. Gracias. Not only that, but you also accomplished that you actually signed up for a half marathon, which I have not <laughs> signed up for a marathon at all. So I think you are a little crazy trying to do that. Pero <laughs> my full support. So, ¿cómo comenzó todo esto del Mocajete Dominguero? Like, what drove you to create the space um, when you were working on your well-being? So, you know, the, the backstory really with Malcajete Dominguero is that we started, and I say we because it's not myself. I could, I, I could have never done this by myself. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that as Latinos, as a Latino community, we have to understand and be ready to ask for help and be ready to collaborate versus yes. work against each other. So I was selling hats and I went to an event and next to me sat this woman, a woman who was selling items. Uh-huh. And then I started looking at different people's items and I, and, I, and I remember thinking, estos, estos artículos, todo lo que están vendiendo es tan increíble. Mm-hmm. And I asked her and I said, is there a specific event where you guys can showcase your items? And she said, well, there's farmer markets and yeah. there's also art walks. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, but aside from that, is there anything else? And mm-hmm. she said, no. Mm-hmm. And that to me was so like mind blowing, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, how is it that in Los Angeles, donde todo el mundo es Latino, 90% or more, I don't know, we don't have a dedicated space, but los gringos sí lo tienen. O sea, they have these nice pop-up shops. They do. How come we don't have this? And Never. I told her and I said, we should start one. And she's like, sí, verdad? And I was like, yeah. Se acabó el día. Un mes después, she's DMing me and she's like, you know what? I've been thinking about what you said and we should. And I was like, holy shit, para que abrí la boca. Uh-huh. I'm working at an agency. I'm the experiential marketing director for an agency. I'm traveling all over the country. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. 
And so to make that long story short, we started 35 vendors. With 35 vendors, 500 people showed up to the first event, and we yeah. now have over 150 vendors at every event, uh, over 6,000 people. We have become the largest Latinx pop-up in the country. And Amazing. we launched San Francisco. We outgrew our first venue after our first event. And we're thinking about launching in, in Chicago this year as well. But, wow. but I think more importantly, oh, and then we, of course we're sitting in this store that we're about to open. Yes. But more importantly, I think that the most important thing that has come out of Morgadita Dominguero is this community, mm -hmm. right? This community of vendors. And when you hear their stories and when you start talking to them, you realize that everyone, every single one of these vendors has an amazing story and an amazing reason as to why they started their business. And to hear them say, I now have money to pay off my bills, or I've, I'm debt free, or I have, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 now saved up for a house, mm -hmm. or I can now pay my children's tuition. That is what is remarkable. It's not the Molcajete Dominguero, it's not Gladys, it's not Luis. It's the fact that we have been able, from the very beginning, been able to tell this community that no seamos envidiosos. Mm -hmm. Do not work against each other. Mm -hmm. Even if you sell similar products, collaborate. Yeah. Collaborate. That is the important thing. And, uh, pues mira, this is now, you know, proof that working in collaboration, we become so much more stronger. It's so true. I think I completely agree with you. Um, instead of working against each other, mm -hmm. it's bringing the community together because when we uplift one person, the next person can uplift the other person and the next one and mm -hmm. the next one and the next one. So no es competencia. It's let's all work on this to thrive together because claro. like you just said, there's a lot of um, pop-ups for like, you know, like, in areas in LA with you know people have great um, businesses but what's going on with the Latinos I always say the Latinos were the first entrepreneurs I don't know about you guys <laughs> but you know we were already in existence it's yeah. just now we're thriving more because we're making it known in social media like mm -hmm. we have presence too and guess what some of our ideas get stolen by other people Absolutely. who are not of our race mm -hmm. right it's kind of like when you share that um I don't know where you were coming out of you were coming out of the un edificio and you saw like this girl selling in her little cart, healthy vegan with the yellow umbrella. Yes, and you the said something, cart. aha, the fruit cart. And I said, I know homegirl is not trying to steal, like well, Latinos already started from the get go. Yes, like, yes, yes. And things like that where we need, where you're bringing the community to be known, to be able like, hey, we, we're here too, you know, like we actually started this movement before y'all actually but it's good we, we, we come back to the same thing i think that we're very conditioned yeah. to compete against each other i mean our our dichos no el que quiere tienda que la tienda este zapatero zapateria y panadero su panadería oh. it doesn't it shouldn't work that way it That's shouldn't so work true. that way because yeah. that whoever invented those quotes are is probably white and it was probably seeing that Pulanito Etal was thriving and uh -huh. they still wanted to keep them down because uh -huh. you cannot tell me that Wolfgang Puck is at every single one of his restaurants. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sure. somebody said once you need to hire people that know what you don't know. And for us in the Latino community, it's like, I can't hire somebody to manage my money porque me van a robar. No. That is so true. And I think that's como la mentalidad de los padres y los mm -hmm. abuelitos y las generaciones that are still like 
I don't believe in banks. Yeah. They're all stealers. But that's another topic to But that trickles about. down to us. So we yeah. need to break those, you know, we need to break those cycles. Yeah. No, you actually do have a point. I, I call it in the female perspective, mm -hmm. the womology. Whatever we didn't go through in person, we're carrying from our generation of our grandparents or mm -hmm. even great-grandparents. And just like hombres too, because hombres often don't talk about their health because they might, they might be like, well, who talks about health? And that's why I like, I need to interview Luis because for starters, you know, you <laughs> actually committed. You stayed consistent. Yeah, life happens, mm -hmm. but you actually were able to reintroduce it, re-navigate it. Okay, what am I going to do this time around? Because like you said, no es perfecto. No hay una fórmula que va a ser do this, do this, do this, and you're going to a healthy life. So now that you're an uh, active runner, an entrepreneur, starting a franchise, what kind of tips will you give to people who are wanting to kind of get into being physically active? Like, what would be your advice to someone that's never exercised in their life? Like, you know, you mentioned I never really mm -hmm. exercise. So what's your advice to someone that wants to start? I've um, I've actually thought about this and especially when you reached out for the first time and you were like I, 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 I want to sit down and, and, and have a conversation with you and I saw the name y todo el rollo and I was like oh my god like mm -hmm. I, I really was scared porque dije o sea Why? porque sí porque yo siento como que wow saludable latina no o sea qué vas a decir no mm -hmm. and in uh, this question of like what would you advise that question aunque sí te puedo dar advice, but it really is up to you, yes. you know, and a lot of people have, have also said, has, have um, described me as a community leader, mm -hmm. and uh, I always shut down anybody who, who says that. I always tell them, para empezar, I'm not a community leader, nor do I want to be, nor ni me interesa ese título, because I've been defraudado by many community leaders, and a lot of community leaders have failed my community. So I don't want to be that. I don't okay. want to be that because you know what? I'm human. Me gusta empedarme and I like to hey. hablar majaderías. And so mm -hmm. I don't want that, you know, that role on me. Like, no. My yeah. parents have always taught me que si vas a hacer algo, hazlo sin esperar nada a cambio. And if you're going to do good, just do it porque te nace. No? Sí. That's it. Entonces, when giving out advice and people have asked me what advice do you have, I can't really give you an advice like there isn't, like you said, a, 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 like a, a magic formula. Yeah, there isn't. But the one thing that worked for me mm -hmm. is don't push yourself to where you know you're going to fail. Ah, good point. Because good point. then you get discouraged. Now a lot of people tag me mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, you know, running because nos vemos en el SWAT me, Luis this, Luis that, or lo que sea. And, and there's people that tag and they say, you know, I only ran this in this amount. And I'm like, first of all, repost that. Do not say I only mm -hmm. because you did it. Yes. Right. There's people that don't even do that. I think we're we don't give ourselves enough credibility mm -hmm. when we are trying. And like you said, the fear of failure. And if you fail, like then we're like, oh, that's a total failure. But I think you have to fall so many times. Yeah. Like you said, you got it right the first time. Life happened. You know, you were experiencing different um, environmental factors and experiences, and then you jumped on it again. It's like I tell people, it takes more than one try, yeah. and it's never perfect. I mean, listen, if I were to tell you that this is the first time I, I gave a shot at a business, uh -huh. I think this is like my sixth or seventh project that I've tried. 
I filed for bankruptcy with $180,000 and that was because of a business and the worst thing that I think a human can experience is the what if feeling. Yes. Because I much rather fall and see everybody see me fall mm-hmm. than to think what if I would have taken that first step. Yeah. You know? So I think that the, that the biggest failure as a human is not taking risks and it's not doing it. That is the biggest failure. Pero, igual te digo, if you're thinking about running, if you're thinking about starting jogging or exercise or yoga or whatever, do something that you know you're going to be able to commit to, you know? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can't do 30 minutes, avientate 5, avientate 10. Park as far away as possible when you get to the mall. Oh my God, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are little yeah. steps. And know? I drive a hoofty. I don't drive a, a fancy car. Like uh, I tell people, like, my car gets me to point A to point B, and that's because I don't have a car payment right now, and uh-huh. I love it right now. Um, but I park far. Y eso es algo que me enseñó mi papá desde niña. It's like... And I used to hate him for it. Growing uh-huh. up. Ay, papá, ¿y por qué te estacionas hasta acá? Uh-huh. Es que la gente no sabe estacionarse y siempre me está pegar el carro. But now I know why, because my dad is actually very proactive. Es un latino que es proactive. Look, mi papá se va en la bicicleta con sus jeans y camiseta y cachucha. No se pone el gear. He's like, whatever, I'm taking off. If you're you're to come, fine. come with me. Si no, pues, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I think it's great that you're saying to kind of evaluate if you can commit. Um, porque yo también creo que si la oportunidad todavía no está ahí, entonces maybe rethink it before you commit because then it could be really hard on you, like physically. Um, did you ever feel a point that you wanted to just give up because maybe your body was feeling pain and out of oxygen and you're like, oh my God, ¿qué estoy haciendo? And what motivated you to keep going? Absolutely. O sea, cuando yo empecé a correr uh, the second time around, yeah, there were days where I was like, ah, está lloviendo, or ah, está haciendo frío. And, but I was like, ¿sabes qué? No importa. No importa. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. And then there were times when I was jogging and I started feeling pain. And of course, I would stop for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I just kind of kept on going. And I mean, I'm not saying keep on going. Que te está cayendo la pierna, ¿no? Uh-huh. Pero, pero tú conoces a tu cuerpo. Sí. Y, tú cono- y tú conoces que when you're pushing it and how, how much you can push your own body. That is so true. Yeah. So before we wrap it up, mm-hmm. what is your favorite running shoes right now to jog with? And I know you have a marathon, so you better think clearly on this one because you need that support for your feet. <laughs> pues mira, te cuento que este Marco de Taller Puro Corazón, who's become a, a really great mentor and friend, um, he actually chose my, my shoes for, for jogging and y todo esto. So, uh, they are running shoes, pero si tú me dices uh, what modelo y todo eso, yeah. no te voy a saber decir porque la verdad no sé. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, if I could, si estuviera más joven, I would still be running in my guaraches, pero, yeah. pero pues no. Entonces, este, ¿cómo se llama? But, they, but they, are, they are some running shoes, and I think, and, and they're from Nike, so they're Nike running shoes. Y pues sí, lo siento cómodos, lo siento a gusto, and those, that, that's what I'm using, and that's what I'll be using uh, to jog. Okay, good. Do you prefer to run in shorts or in those tight men gear? Mm-hmm. Um, which do you prefer? I prefer shorts. Shorts? I prefer shorts. Okay, yeah. do you prefer long sleeve or short sleeve shirts? Long sleeve. Cachucha or no cachucha? Um, depends. Si me acabo de cortar el cabello, no cachucha, because I know that... Uh, that it's not going to be hanging in my, you know, in my face. Pero cuando no me he cortado el pelo, entonces con la cachucha para que it's not like sweating, dripping y todo. Okay. And what is your favorite type of music you like to get in tune with when you're running with your... Cumbias. 
Sácate. Cumbias. I listen to cumbias. cumbias too. Oh my God, cumbias. Pero sabes qué? I've actually been debating because there's this Janet Jackson song. Okay. Um, que se llama. Do you know how to sing it? Sing it. No, Give me a no, 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 no. La se canta. Imagínate, no, hombre. Pobres, pobres de los que estén escuchando. Este, pero hay una canción de Janet Jackson, este, que acabo, que acabo de escuchar, and I am just so, like I, made for now, made for now by Janet Jackson. It's it's a new song. It's uh, Janet Jackson and Daddy Yankee. And when I heard it, I heard the lyrics and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, made for now. It's the song says made for now, not tomorrow. That is so true. And you are made for now to run your first half marathon. Yeah. Is it going to be here in LA? It's going to be here in LA. It's uh, at the Griffith Park. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, 13 point something miles. And Oh, you can do it. You've been preparing already. Don't, pues. don't pressure yourself. <laughs> Just remember um, your breathing. So uh -huh. how is your breathing technique? Because I think it's important for people to know like when you are jogging and running, like breathing has a huge aspect of being able to make sure you're your muscles are receiving enough oxygen. So how is your breathing pattern? So for me, what I've seen helps me is breathing through my nose and exhaling through my mouth. Um, because if I breathe through my mouth and exhale through my nose, este, se me seca la garganta and then I just feel thirsty. Uh, and that's what I've noticed. That's what I've noticed. So when I'm jogging, uh, at the beginning, I was jogging with like a water bottle. Porque, por eso, porque respiraba, por, inhalaba por la boca y exhalaba por, por, por la nariz. And my throat would get uh, dry and I would just feel thirsty all the time. But then I changed that and that was a tip that uh, Marco um, gave me. Uh, and, and now I can go like six miles without drinking water. Look at you yeah. running six miles. So, yeah. I remember those days. I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But um, when you are actually running, do you focus on looking on the ground when you're running, or do you focus on an object to know that you're going to get to that? I don't focus on the ground. Okay. I don't focus on the ground. Um, I think that no, say maybe this is like something that is like mental. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if I focus on the ground, I feel like I'm not looking at like the future. Ah. Like I'm not looking at like la meta final. Es cierto, because you reflect a lot. Right? Yeah, and so yeah. again, I use this. I use jogging as for, as a reflection tool. That's so so when I'm jogging, I like to look straight ahead, and I like to look at what's coming up. And so if I see a, a hill, then in my mind I'm like, all right, ahí viene, get ready, here we are, boom, vámonos. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Or if I see, like when I run it, when I run um, en la playa, I like to stare así not igual and then i'll look at like the muelle and i'm like okay here comes the pier you know okay. that's awesome i know that when i reach that it's been four miles and so for me looking at the ground doesn't help for me looking straight ahead because i i feel like i can see a building or i can see a mark that i'm like get there you're gonna get there a ver, vámonos, vámonos, you know what are your favorite type of headphones to keep you inspired during your run Headphones. Yeah. Pues well, mira, it's easy accessible for you. Pues, pues los del teléfono, porque la verdad no tengo, no, no tengo así como un este un audífono preferido or any anything like that. Um, so just los del teléfono. Okay. So ya que estás corriendo afuera en la comunidad, pero también corres en el treadmill. Mm -hmm. ¿Cuánto tiempo en el treadmill? En el treadmill trato de hacer 5 kilómetros, three miles. 
and so whatever that takes me. Okay. Um, so on the treadmill, it's not as fun to run in the treadmill as it is to run outside. Yes. Um, and so, but but when I do have to run to the treadmill, is because I'm going to the gym super late, mm -hmm. and I usually get there around 11, and I really just want to get out of there. Yeah. And um, so. Corro 24 minutos, 25 minutos, 23, dependiendo como, how my day went. Do you think the treadmill comes as an option when you don't have time to be outdoors mm -hmm. and be like, you know what, well, let me get this quick workout because it's accessible? Yes, definitely, definitely. I think that if, if you have access to a gym, uh, I think the treadmill is like, es que no hay excusa. O sea, yeah. I, I really do feel like there isn't an excuse, you know? It's just you don't want to go and, and that's it. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple tips before we wrap sí, up for, for your first marathon because I used to run um, the 5Ks. That was like my competition, three miles on uh -huh. cross country. I did track too. So make sure you hydrate because okay. um, you never want to experience muscle spasms or dehydration. I personally know what it is to go through that. Um, if they have bananas and oranges, make sure you fuel on that. If they have energy fuel packs, okay. take some of that because you're running 13.5 miles, right? Mm -hmm. I think you're going to achieve it. It's going to be like, what did I get myself? What did I sign up for? <laughs> but you're going to get it done. Um, another thing is to um, connect with people who are runners out there because the beautiful thing about being a runner is como la comunidad que tú estás creando aquí. Mm -hmm. It's a community of runners that, that get why you're doing it as far as why you want to take initiative of your health mm -hmm. you may not be like this whole like i'm a pro marathoner sponsored by nike sponsored <laughs> by Adidas, or you know hopefully one day ¿verdad, Luisa? <laughs> um, pero lo bonito es que um, words of encouragement are the best stay mm -hmm. positive and if you ever feel like you're running out of breath just remember you're already doing the breathing through your nose through your mouth remember why you started that journey mm -hmm. and before you know you're going to cross that line and then you can post it and I can watch it on Instagram and be like, yay, he's his first half marathon. Sí, sí, sí. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for the tips. Well, thank you so much for being able to accommodate me porque we're both crazy trying sí. to make things happen. And I deeply appreciate that you always go back into making spaces for Latinx and Latinas and Latinos, you know, because I'm also too like that, like, People have labeled me as a community leader. I said no, um, but I always think it's nice when we do create a space that we are giving back to our comunidades and letting them know, like, I haven't left the community I, I was raised in. It's just, you know, we're trying to elevate everyone at the same time. Claro. So, muchas gracias for being a runner. Because <laughs> you're officially a runner. I'll have to buy you a sticker saying Latino runner. O hasta una cachucha, you know, you have to well, prepare yourself. You, ¿Sabes qué? Que he estado mirando de que I bought a jersey in Tijuana that's like papel picado. Uh-huh. And every time I go to the gym and I wear this jersey, I always get people asking me, where did you get that? There's nobody making jerseys, runner, like running jerseys or anything for Latinos. There you go. Um, so I'm actually, como se llama, looking into that. <laughs> yes, please let me know because I will buy one because I was a runner and maybe 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 you're inspiring me to start running again. Hazlo. It's, Hagámoslo. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to see how my knees are <laughs> after a while, but I wish you all the best. Don't wear a heavy sweater because you're going to get hot. Yeah. You know, but I think you're going to achieve it and I think you're doing amazing things. When do you open up right here in Molcajete, Dominguero, in Los Angeles, Boyle Heights? When do you open up? So the store will... Um, We'll have a soft launch at the end of January, early February. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking um, February 1st, which is a Friday. Uh, but we are going to have our launch, official launch, probably at the at the, the 
first weekend in March. Nice. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the best. Gracias. And who knows, maybe in the future you're going to set up a Mocajete Dominguero, a 5K. Oh my God. That hey. would be God. And then I can, awesome. I can come be the ambassador. I'll be like, yeah, hey, yes. see, I can check those, los 5Ks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, see, let's do it. Oh my God. Uh, that's yeah. a great idea. I think it's great because then um, la gente is going to get inspired. Like, you don't have to be this perfect fit role of this healthy person, like the best version of you. Like, you have to start somewhere. Exactly. And I'm super appreciative that you're starting from somewhere and going somewhere and motivating people because look people are posting you and tagging you and i think sí. that's inspirational that's o sea, no me lo esperaba. so luis before we really really wrap it up because i keep saying it where, <laughs> seguimos, seguimos. <laughs> where can people find you in social media um definitely on my uh, podcast instagram which is nos vemos en el suadmi even though i haven't posted a podcast pero pues bueno ya muy pronto uh, but I've definitely used that platform to really share my daily life and the things que, ca que la cago y cuando no and so everything is on there and I try to be as, as transparent as possible. I've shared uh, things desde my finance, I've shared my bank statement when I've had $75, I think I still have $75 in there este, and I've also shared things um, like I had a, a, ¿cómo se llama? a scare with uh, HIV and I shared that on there as well because I think it's important for people to talk about these things yes. uh, and I shared you know again cuando la cago cuando cualquier cosa uh -huh. because I think Instagram needs to stop being this like curated filtered space yes you know it's yeah. you we're all human we all make mistakes and we all go through this life and it yes. doesn't always have to be perfect imperfect is Perfect. Imperfect is beautiful. Yes, imperfect is beautiful. Because it makes you who you are and who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. If people wanted to email you, where can they email you? Um, definitely uh, um, on nos vemos en suami at gmail.com um, there. And then, por favor, also follow uh, at Molcajete Dominguero for information on the store, store hours, and of course, information on all of our amazing vendors. Well, there you go, ladies. You heard it from Luis Octavio. <laughs> and you have to come support him. And échale en porras sí, no por favor. to race. Because I think you're going to do an amazing Gracias. job. So don't, fe don't fear. Just go okay. in there with an open mind and you'll be ready. Okay. So if you guys have any questions, you can also email me at lasaludablelatina at gmail.com. And muchas gracias. I think I heard a couple topics that maybe I want to get on another interview with you to Bye. create awareness. Va, yes. perfecto. Yeah. Gracias. Gracias. Adiós. Nos vemos en el SWAT Meet. Hey.